0: BLOCK TALK RADIO
1: Monday, right here on NB Fire with your girl, Nakia. Yo, it's Monday and I'm already tired. I know you're probably like, the. I, I know. I'm already tired. Already. Monday, man, I had like the worst weekend. Guys, I've been in bed since Thursday. I think I called out of bed, you know, to do the essentials, like Thursday, like Friday, like Saturday, like Sunday. Had to go back to work today. But And, you know, we had the show Saturday, but I'm exhausted. I am so tired. You know, I have very strict orders to, like, you know, just kind of relax and just be stress-free up until, like, March the 19th. I have to stay stress-free, and that's not even possible, you know, when you work a regular nine-to-five, and, you, you know, I have this team of 40 that I have to manhandle daily, and then you run, like, four businesses, and, I got shows, like, three nights a week, and I, I, yeah, you can't stay stress-free. You can't do it, but I have very strict orders to do so, and so that's how I I started out. I just, you know, lounging this weekend, and, man, when I tell you, I felt like death creeped over me, like, Thursday, like, this new medication, like, uh, uh, I couldn't handle myself, you know what I'm saying, and, yo, I'm used to Anybody who's been rocking with me for the past 10 years, y'all know how I do with medication, right? And this wasn't, like, you know, like, really – it was an antibiotic, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I couldn't handle it. It was just, like, yeah. You know, I was buried under, like, crazy comforters and stuff. And and you guys know I'm, like, you know, a chronic – I have chronic anemia. And my iron count was down. And they were just, like, you know, are you taking your iron pills? Of course I am. Of course. With orange juice? Of course I am. Wish you could see the smell on my face. Of course. You know? (laughs) So, it's been freezing all weekend. And, you know, the weather's been up and down, up and down, right? And so, man, it was just going crazy. Man, let's talk about the show on Saturday. Did you miss it? I know you did. Catch it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever you tune in. Just go catch it because we had some fun. We really did. The young ladies that that called in, you know, our our panelists that called in, uh, they were between the ages of 18 and 20, and they they really brought some interesting um, topics of discussion, Uh, you know, the millennials and and dating and and love and relationships and, you know what I'm saying, they they, they really, they were on their A game on Saturday. And then the gentleman that called in, we had some gentlemen that, you know, texted me after the fact, like, you know what, I was really trying to get in, but... You know, I, I know I was a little late, and um, but they, they have some information that they wanted to share or insight and advice that they wanted to share with these young ladies. So I'm going to bring them on, you know, the latter part of this week, just a special show, just so they can drop those gems with these young ladies because they want them to know that, you know, all men they're dealing with now, even though I, I disagree. But you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> they have to grow into the space that they're in now, mentally emotionally, physically. They had to grow into the space that they're in now. They admit they were knuckleheads back then, you know what I'm saying? But they had to grow into that. So they want these young ladies to know, as Robert stated on Saturday, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a developmental process. And even as females, you know what I'm saying? I can remember how I was at 18. I was probably like the dude that, you know, these young ladies are dealing with. I was probably like this the males, you know? Um, Not really giving a damn How I treated the guys You know So it was I had to grow As a female I had to grow But I hung around a lot of guys back then So I I, I acted like them So I had to grow You know As a young lady I had to grow And so um, I can't wait to hear With these other gentlemen You know The gems that they want to drop on these females So if you missed the episode Make sure that you tune in Alright And uh, go check that out and see what you missed on the annual anti-Valentine's Day show. Okay? All right, coming up tomorrow night time, we are taking a trip across, I don't want to say across the pond, but we're flying over to Europe. Yes, Melodic Trio, that rock band that you love, (laughs) Pressure. We have them back. They are debuting a new track, yeah, that's dropping on the 19th last Friday. Yes, yeah, so we got it here first, tomorrow night, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Billboard, Chart Topping, Rock and Roll, Heavy Metal Band, uh, Hydrogen is going to be here with us. I told you guys we had all the Heavy Metal, Rock and Roll bands here this month. I think we have one more next week after Hydrogen. So um, if you can't make them all this week. Please, please, please do not miss them all. One of my favorite holidays uh, is ending up the end of this week, National Wine Lover's Day <clears throat> on the 19th, okay? So we're going to uh, talk about that on Friday as well, <laughs> all right? In the background, you're listening to Black Earl. That's my very that I've managed. Uh, we got a little bit of woe now going on right now. So, uh, check him out. He has some new music. Uh, I don't manage him anymore. He's kinda independent, independent right now, so um, but he has some new things coming out and uh, make sure that you check him out. He's available on all digital download and streaming platforms. all right and I guess this evening, uh we introduced him back last month on the birthday show, and he's been on rotation, new music Mondays, that protocol has been spinning. Uh, you seem to like it around here. I love it. You know, if I love it, that's a good thing. Uh, but my guest this evening is hip-hop musician Nels, the artist. He's rest in New York, the birthplace of hip-hop. Nels, the artist finds music as an outlet to express any true struggle apart from his own. Being a diverse artist and musician, Nels has learned to appreciate the depth of what is hip-hop. It's not just the name of the genre, but the craft that is created with it. Southern California is his second home now, a scene where hip-hop thrives. Music has become a major part of his path in life and has overtaken his heart and soul to give nothing but the best to his fans and followers. You can follow Nels on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Genius at NelsTheArtist. Indie Fire listening audience, I present to you this evening my very, very special guest, hip-hop musician, Nels the Artist. Yeah, what's good, what's good?
2: Ain't nothing much, just chilling, kicking, they ready to do a bomb show.
1: Yes, that's what I like to hear. So how you been?
2: Pretty good. Honestly, I can't complain. Just been hanging out with my ladies, keeping it low-key. When I say my ladies, I mean my girl and my daughter. Um, you know, those two are the reason I do everything I do.
1: <laughs> yes, you know, I'm a stalker, so I, I have to know about my artists, my guests, my authors before they come on the show, so I grasp that. I had already I already got that, I know. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know nowadays there are people who are out there that have multiple wives and, I haven't seen too many with multiple husbands. I'm going to make that <laughs> happen. Yeah. But I already knew. But, yeah, you know, you better go ahead and explain that to the listening audience because they might be sitting over there like, ah, he got multiple women, huh? Yes. He needs his woman and his baby girl. All right? So you all over here thinking, because, you know, my listening audience, they'll yeah, be getting your inbox, your DMs tonight, maybe trying to holler. Don't set yourself up for family, no, all right?
0: Just, all right. Chop all right. All
1: right. <laughs> his girl would be on you all right don't don't go there all right i want to say thank you off top i'm getting better with this you know you would think after all this time i would know to say thank you in advance and not on the end but thank you thank you thank you for joining me this evening you could have been anywhere but you're here with me giving so freely of yourself and of your time to share with me and my listening audience just to let us know about nels the artist and why it is that you do what you do so thank you thank you thank you again for being here with me this evening
2: yeah thank you for having me appreciate it
1: you are so very welcome and guys i don't know if you if you missed the birthday show like i mentioned earlier we 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 debuted this protocol on the show and you know we talk about people a lot who are last minute on everything that they do you know but nels is he's heavily connected you know, with somebody that we work with strong around here, uh, Mr. Coco Vita Coquito. Um, And so that's how Nell's got to slide in at the very last minute. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about that before the show. Um, So shout out to Sean. I know you're listening. Shout out. um, Shout out. Much love to you. Um, And thank you so much for the connection. I always got to give, you know, my props when they're due. So thank you so much, Sean, for this connection. Um, Just to jump right into this, you know, most of my artists, they have some type of connection to um, to the church or or you know their family heavily connected within um, the industry you know they, they watch as the child growing up. Um, but for you, where did you get your your musical roots from? Did you one day decide you know, hey, I love music, and this is what I want to do or but did you watch a family member sing in the church choir or? You know, did you watch the grandfather play the guitar every Saturday morning or you know, what was it like for you? Where did you get your background from?
2: I mean, my my family is Dominican, right? So like we uh
1: Yeah.
2: Every every thing, every get together, any anything that we do usually will involve some kind of music in, in the background. Yeah, some kind
1: of music. Right? You ain't hear me say yeah did you? Yeah.
0: Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, no, no, no. I've been I've been jamming out ever since I was a little kid. I've always loved it. It's always been something that you know. Ever since I was young, I just remember like hearing sounds. Like that's that's yeah. that's what it was. If I hear a song, you know, I'm not just hearing you know the lyrics, or I'm not just hearing oh what this beat is. I'm hearing everything as a whole. So like everything. I've always been I've always loved the whole like how somebody can compose something from nothing. You know what I mean? From like just taking a bunch of random sounds, you put them together, and now you got music.
1: My dad is Puerto Rican and Cuban, that's why I had to ill you so quickly.
2: Oh uh, no way, nah. See, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you don't me you're one of those people. No, no, no. I'm all about uh, love. I love my islanders.
1: Uh, no matter, no I matter where you're from. Gotta love everybody. Yeah, gotta love 'em all. I saw your flag on Twitter, so I already I told you I'm a stalker. I'd already saw that, so but I had to throw that in there. Just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, how would you describe your personal musical style?
2: I don't know. Honestly, I I would say like, just, I'm just a dude who loves to rap. Like my, if you hear some of my different stuff, um, you know, for the most part, like it's all hip hop music, but, None of it is exactly the same, per se. You know, like, I like to do some experimental stuff. I have a couple of Spanish songs. Um, There's, like, songs where I'm just Mr. Rappity Rap, you know, the, like like that, you know what I mean? And then I got some songs where it's, like, I'm more melodic. So, you know, I'm really just a dude who just loves rap and loves hip-hop and playing around with different sounds. So that's really kind of... Experimental, I guess you could say, would be my kind of niche.
1: Yeah, but are there any particular artists that inspire your Ooh. experimental style?
2: Yeah. Um, as far as, like, uh, just trying to go for some different sounds, I've always appreciated people like Kendrick in that aspect. Um Yeah. Like listening listening to him, like he's he pull he'll pull in like a oboe. you know what I'm saying? And There'll be somebody yeah. playing a harp in the background, and yeah, you know. So, like I like I like stuff like that. I like stuff like that, or even uh like um this might sound kind of weird and kind of left field, but even people like Tyga, right? Um, who Ooh. yeah, you for the most part you know he's got it, he's got, he's got his songs that are like the the club song, right? But like he's on Spanish music, too. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, considering like, you know where it comes from and all that stuff, how it is out in L.A. and all that, with the, you know, the essays versus the blacks and all that, blah blah blah. But like now, nah, here he is, right. and he's doing songs that, blowing up all over the world. Not even understanding what what the other verse was, you know. So.
1: Right, right. <clears throat> What's the scene like? Yeah. Um, just just because you mentioned uh, L.A. What does the, the scene like? I've only visited L.A. Um, and I was, it's been years the last time I was there. So I know, and I wasn't there, I was only there for a funeral. So I wasn't there long enough to really get into the culture um, as far as music is concerned. So what, what are the main differences? Um, As far as, and I can talk about, you know, um, what I've studied and what I've researched and what I read about. But living in it, what's the main difference between East Coast and West Coast hip-hop, living in it and working around it? What's the main difference for you?
2: Hmm. As far as as the hip-hop and being around it, right? Um, Yeah. She I think. I'm sorry. I'm allowed to put it right? I, I don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we on the couch.
1: We um, on the couch, we've been hanging for years. Alright, cool,
2: cool, cool. Yeah, no. I think. I think one of the one of the biggest differences that I notice is like, I don't know. Sometimes in the East Coast, like we can get a little more grimy. It's like you know, okay. like you got okay. more good, good Delta sounding type type music than you would out here. Here stuff has like more of a bounce to it, if you will, or there's more mm-hmm. stuff out here sometimes that drops that is more stuff you ride to. So I think, okay. I think that's the biggest thing. that I, That's the biggest thing that I noticed. Cause like I came out here, you know, and say, I'll go to the studio and I'll link up with some West coast guys and just the style is so different. It still sounds good on a track. Like, you know, in protocol, for example, the second verse, and third verse are for some some Cali guys. Mm. But we managed yeah, we managed to wake it work and our styles are really different. It's just it's just that's the biggest difference I noticed. East Coast we can get a little more grimy than out here. As far as like the sound goes, as far as the sound of
1: You haven't lost your flavor at all. You're still rep in New York.
2: Absolutely, all day. It made me.
1: Yeah, all day. <laughs> it's kinda of off the topic question here. What's the first album that you ever owned?
0: Mm. All
2: right. So, like, the first, first? You talking about hip-hop or, like, the first album? The
1: first album that you ever owned.
2: Oh, man, don't laugh. It was the greatest (laughs) hit. It was the Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5 greatest hits.
0: Why
1: would
2: I laugh? Was, I love Mike. I was I was I was blast that I was blast that shit all day, every day, just sitting here doing the dance moves, the yes. Ah,
0: yes. doing the spin
2: little kickback. Yeah. Yes. That, was, that was my first day. How did you get
1: it?
2: Um, my mom bought it for me. So I was as a little kid, like I mean, I I was born in idiot so I grew up in the nineties, right? Like Michael Jackson was <laughs> the okay? yeah, man okay um, yeah. so I'm, I'm talking about I'm a little kid I'm putting on one one cotton one little winter glove walking around trying to moonwalk <laughs> and do the thing grabbing my crotch heat he in and she's yeah, so like, so like, like all right well clearly you like Michael Jackson like I'll get him some old Michael Jackson and she got me the greatest hits and it was over after that
1: So seeing that, how old is your daughter? She's eight now. All right. So have you introduced her to, um, you know, I I know that she's probably, I don't know, who's out now that she would listen to. She's probably into that. But have you introduced her to the legend known as Michael Jackson?
2: Yeah, so definitely, definitely. Like she can so sometimes like if, if we're in the car or even just hearing a song will come on, right? And she'll under she'll know a voice like, Oh, that's Prince. Oh, that's Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Patti LaBelle, Right? Yeah, so yeah. I try I try I try my best to kinda like, you know, put her on game a little bit, but other than that, if we're talking about like some new stuff, like she'll know her Katy Perry, Lady Gaga her Beyonce, um, she knows Cardi B, and she knows Kids Bop, because we we be on Kids Bop heavy. Some of this stuff out here is a little wild. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did she listen to JoJo Siwa?
2: She did. She don't really, like, listen to JoJo Siwa anymore.
1: Okay. All right. I have a, a, what is she, four? I have an almost five-year-old goddaughter, and that is, like, I don't know. She worships JoJo
2: Siwa. I can't. like get into nothing she Bruh, says. she's like caking. She's caking right now. She's doing it big. I mean, these little kids absolutely love her. Like I said, so when my daughter like used to listen to her, I mean, she had the the JoJo Siwa slippers, the jacket, the T shirt. Yeah, the dolls.
1: yeah. I invested yeah. in all of that stuff, and I. But I can't get into her. I I can't. All right. So so speaking of artists. Um, I don't know. Have you seen a lot of artists? When the world was opened, you know, did you see a lot of artists perform?
2: Um, so in the West Coast, I've seen more, uh, what is it, like local and independent type of artists, right? Because, like, a lot of the, you know, any performances I do are um, – not, not, uh, it's not like I'm not doing staples, right? But I'll do a couple right, of the right, right? Venues on Sunset Avenue, right? Okay. Sunset Boulevard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, me and my boy Sketch, the kid who's one of the guys on protocol, um, we'll drive up to LA and we'll just bang out a venue at like, or we'll, we'll go do a show at a bar, right? And there'll be like a good 50 people or so, and then we'll just hit up. Uh, next thing you know it's a competition over here at this venue um, and we'll go hit that up and it'll be like 100 people and we just invite, we just go hopping and we'll start hitting different spots And um, but in the East Coast was really when I saw like big artists, so like I would see shows like Daddy Yankee and uh, freaking yes. a freaking brick wash uh,
0: <laughs>
2: you know what I'm saying? So So here since I've been in the West Coast I haven't gotten to see any Big show, any like big artist shows. Most of the most of the big artists that I've ever seen, they were all in the East Coast.
1: All right. So even this can be either an indie artist or mainstream. What are three things that you look for when you see an artist play live?
2: His, I don't want to use the term swag, per se. I guess this is um. His aura, the 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 vibe you get, right? Because I used to tell if somebody's, okay. yeah, like you could tell when somebody's comfortable somewhere if they're not, right? Um, right. Another thing is, uh, you know, just like their look, like do they look a little like uptight, or are they actually like, oh, they've been here before, right. You know, um, and then I like uh, I look for, you know, just how the performance itself, like are you performing over the track? If you're not performing over the track, how clear can I hear you over the instrumental or even a cappella? And then other than that, just like, I just try to listen to the music. And, you know, sometimes uh, artists' performance might not be the best, but they might have a really good song. And it really is just a matter of like, man, I bet you this dude performed this you know just a couple more times like man this would be an absolute hit so that's that's some of the stuff I kind of look for if I'm looking at a different artist in
1: your live performances are you exhibiting the same qualities that you look for in other artists
2: I try are my you best making
1: too. sure that your vibe is appealing to your um, the audience are you making sure that you mm-hmm. have the look that you know, are they They see nell's the Artist, and they're like, oh, snap, Nails the Artist, like what? Like, hmm, already the name sounds intriguing. So are you making sure that the look matches the name, you know? Are you setting off that vibe? Are you making sure that your performance, the, the music is not going to be louder, you're not singing before the track? Are you doing all of this that you're expecting that, you know, other artists that you're going to see are doing? Are you doing all of that?
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I try my best to anyways. I can't say uh, sometimes whatever circumstance may be. Um, you know, one thing might might not be to the best that it could have been, um, but I try my best to, for the most part, at least always be charismatic, you know, talk to the people, show yeah. some love, move around on the stage, definitely have that presence. Um, 'cause they' gonna feel me when I'm in the building right uh, and at least like you know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna look the part i'm gonna look right um now sometimes as far as like the actual sound of the music, I'll have you know the performance track up, and they have it too low or something, so now you're not really hearing the performance how it's meant to be performed because you know they got the music too low now it's almost like. I'm just doing an acapella on the stage or the music might be too high and they have the microphone down too low or a mic might cut out during, you know, during the show. These are some things that you can't really control. So I just try to do my best with what I can.
1: Got you. Got you. Where do you find your motivation? I know that, you know, especially during this, this period now, you know, almost a year of, <sighs> COVID, when, you know, artists may have been so used to being able to book shows and travel and uh, without any type of scrutiny and hop up on a stage whenever they wanted to, you know, sell out shows and just just do the unthinkable. And now everything, it has to be so calculated because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where do you find your motivation just to continue to keep going?
2: Um, yeah, I'll definitely say it's been it's been tough since uh, you know the whole COVID thing shutting everything down, especially in California. Like they right, shut right. it down, shut. Right. You know. Um. So so really, all you could do, all I all I could do is after a while is just like, you know, you. A, you have your plan right you have your goals and all these things that you want to try to attain, and you simply just try to stick to it to the best of your ability so like you know whatever I could control whatever I could do like say if it's something like all right get you know take the website down and start revamping everything re you know rebranding and stuff like that like that's some stuff that you can kind of do behind the scenes um and then just really like i'm I'm more so just trying to look at for like, look at the future now at this point, like I can do what I can do now. And I just try to look at the future and use, you know, like I said earlier, my ladies, um, they've been nothing but supportive of me and been, you know, my number one, like just source of, uh, what is it? Like motivation really, you know, they, they, they're the ones, they're the ones who push me like, Hey, you know, let's work on this or, Hey, um, you know, I can't wait, I can't wait to get you here and, you know, for you to do this and that kind of stuff, like, it gets me excited and makes me want to work on something. More, like, see what the next thing is. <laughs> yeah, don't get, all, don't get all mushy. I wasn't trying to get sappy or nothing. I was just, 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 being just, just being honest.
1: I mean, it's one thing when you have a supportive um, spouse or a supportive girlfriend, but when you have your children who can take this ride with you, you know what I'm saying, they get excited when their, their parents um releases a new track, you know, they're just as excited as a fan. A lot of artists sometimes they don't take into consideration that, you know, the lyrics that they put out that I have a small child who may at some point hear this. You know what I'm saying? Um they don't take that into consideration. They don't even value the opinion of that child, you know, so when you have um a support system that rocks with you that hard, it you get the feels, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I love that. Definitely. I do. I love that. Um, what is your your songwriting process like? Are you this artist that has to have hey sketch? The kids started following us on Instagram. <laughs> that's, hey, people, that's, right? awesome, man.
0: that's
1: my right? <laughs> yeah, um, you know my people. They 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 crazy. They gotta send me little things. Thank you guys. Um, I guess it's important because we're gonna play, you know, protocol pretty soon. Um, but what is your songwriting process like? What comes first? You one of these artists that has to have the beat first before you can write your lyrics or you write your lyrics and then you go find a beat. What 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 comes first to you?
2: No, I'm a weirdo, right? So I'm really weird and I'll like be at in like the most random place and I'll think of like a line or two. And I'll just mm-hmm. write it down, right? So sometimes, sometimes it's like a culmination of like I'll just be random places and I think of something, so I jot it down. I write everything down, always ideas, lyrics, whatever. So I write it down, and then later on, like I might be listening to beats, and then I'm like, Yo, I had this, I had this bar, or I had these couple bars, <laughs> or like, Oh, I wrote, I wrote, a, I wrote a half a verse earlier, you know, just <laughs> waiting for my fingers, like. All right, That's I'm not cool
3: that weird. On this. I used
1: to write that way. I used to write that way. Um, and my my stuff would come to me in my sleep. I would have to get up like 2 o'clock in the morning, dot it down, right? And then yeah. uh, my producer would send me a, you know, a, a crazy beat like two weeks later and I'd be like, wait a minute. I remember like two weeks I had something that would go perfect with this. Hold up, hold up. I got it right here. I go flipping through notebooks it's like, oh shit, this will work. This is it right here. Yeah, but I don't have nothing but the hook. Okay, I'm gonna come back and revisit this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's not weird. And I feel
2: it, you. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but then like I yeah. also I also have my moments too where I'll be like, um, you know, where I won't have anything but the beat,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you know, it could be by myself or I could be you know hanging out with some friends or whatever and we're listening to the beat or whatever. Um, I'll it'll be based off the vibe that I'm getting, you know. So say. Mm-hmm like protocol is one of those type of songs where, you know, sketches writing and where he's he's like he, he hits me with eight bars and I'm like, yo, that's dope. I start writing and then I'll share mine and then he finishes his because he played off of something that I said or you know? So some for the most part my 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 process is like I kinda kinda have some stuff written beforehand, right? And then I I build concepts around that. But um in the right setting, usually in the right setting, I write right there on the spot.
1: Oh, so let's, let's, let's uh jump into Land of the Free. What was the writing process like for that track?
2: Mm. That one, that one was uh, on the spot one, but it was one that I definitely had to revisit, right? So it was like, I was listening to the beat one day, and this was shortly shortly after somebody had. I mean, I, I don't want to be disrespectful or anything by, uh, you know, sounding kind of dismissive. I just don't remember exactly who it was. Um, but it was one of those instances where uh, a cop wrongfully killed somebody, right? And these were like a string of events kind of happening at the same time. Okay. Um, so I'm listening to the beat, and I'm just like, you know, I'm. This this was just kind of in my head. I wasn't planning to write about it. I didn't know what to write about. It was just a thought that popped up. And then I was like, Yo, today on TV, I saw another, another president that, like, this is really, again, you know? And then I was like, I'm starting it like this. And then that's how that came about. I just started writing. And then I paused a little bit, right? I wrote, like, I wrote the verse that night. And then a couple days later, somebody else got killed. And I was like, this shit is wild. So, like, whenever I did go back to writing a song, I already, I just had the ammo there. Because, like, there were so many feelings um, just in me. And I'm like, man, this is, like, you would think that by now we've, I guess, um, developed out of this, right? But right, we keep, right. we had, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. So that's how that one, that, that was, that's how that one came out.
1: Alright, well I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to introduce your track, Land of the Free, to our listening audience.
2: Alright, alright everybody, you're about to check out Land of the Free by yours truly, knows the artist. Here it goes. I pledge allegiance to the
0: flag of the United States of America.
2: TV, I saw another man dead. man dead. What the hell is going on in my community? If it ain't cops killing us, we just kill each other. How could we not have regards for our own brothers? Just when I thought that the streets were safe, the truth is fake. I contemplate the leaf. This place is peace I chase. Hopefully I win the race. And if I don't, I pray I learn from my mistakes. Sweet, shoes, pain, war, guns, drugs, destroying each other, but need hugs and love. Now you tell me that we got a fucking race for a president
0: these people
2: are stupid another leader to make our movement seem irrelevant belligerent is the mass with the ignorance they don't want us to live so they poison in the medicine and constantly undermine our needs how we ever supposed to win in the land of the free huh? how we ever supposed to win in the land of the free huh? how we ever supposed to win Big gang how they ride on us Bang bang when they mob on us Fast cars with the lights on them Four dudes strapped with gas Protectors of the law but you're probably gonna die for them They never really wanted us to live They trying to keep us down is what it is America don't care about the kids And in the ghettos man they take our schools So fuck that I'ma break y'all rules I play the board and make sure y'all lose You little pawns can't trump my mood I'm a motherfucking king Prayers to my brothers locked down in the bin. From San Quentin all the way to Sing Sing, a lot of death seemed to be a skin thing. From San Quentin all the way to Sing Sing, police brutality is too common of a thing. Oh. This
0: weekend, a white police officer shot and killed a black woman inside her own home in Fort Worth. It come less than two weeks after former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger was sentenced to 10 years in prison for killing her unarmed black neighbor. There is growing outrage tonight after an unarmed African-American teenager was shot and killed by police in the St. Louis suburb of Ferguson, Missouri. Two black men are dead after encounters with police in Minnesota and Louisiana, and social media has set both of their stories viral. Across the country this weekend, hundreds were arrested in ongoing protests over police shootings of black citizens. Largely peaceful protesters blocked roadways in several cities in Minnesota, Lando Castile was fatally shot by a police officer in a suburb of St. Paul last Wednesday.
1: If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Music Mondays on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia, and my very special guest, hip-hop musician, Nels, the artist, that right there was lands of the Free. Guys, I'm sitting here thinking, like, we're going to have to have another category added to the, what are we up for, fourth, fourth annual Indie Fire Radio Award Show? Yeah, fourth? Yeah, I don't know what we're going to entitle it, but we have gotten so many... Songs this year that embody twenty twenty black america um, mm-hmm. and I, you know every time I come back, i'm so emotionally distraught just because, for one, you know, I have three black sons, and i i <sighs> these songs always lead me in an emotional a very emotional fragile. You know, like, you can't, I can't guard them um, all my life. You know, my sons have grown, you know, 26, 22, and 15. I can't guard them forever. You know what I'm saying? And I have a 20-year-old daughter. I can't guard them forever. I can't guard the black man forever, you know? But when I hear these songs, it's like I want to just um, take up everything within me and just go out and and just be more vigilant. You know, I know it, it is important for us to just stay focused and, and be vigilant and 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 be protective of of what is ours. But um, our 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 brown and and our black um, youth and, and men and and every time I hear a song like this, it, it just motivates me more, um, inspires me more, and encourages me more just to get out and and fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, Y'all tell me what y'all think about Land of the Free. We have to have a category next year. We really do. We have to have a category. It's because we've gotten so much music, um, music is a way for for us to express ourselves. Um, it's a mental release, and for you, as um, as as a male. Um, As a male of color, how have you been able to use music? Put aside the fact that you've always loved music and, you know, you've always loved hip-hop and you've always loved rap, but how has it been, um, how have you used it to be able to mentally released throughout everything that has gone on within the past two years.
2: I mean, honestly, you know, because men like, um... are,
1: men are so used to being our protectors and our providers and not showing their vulnerable side, keeping stuff bottled up and not really expressing themselves. But music is a form of expression. It's a way for them to just get out what is bottled up inside of them. How has it helped you throughout everything that has gone on? Just I'm gonna just say the past two years. How has it helped you?
2: I mean, honestly, like it's 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 a form of therapy, right? Um, that's yeah. that's something yeah. that's not a that's not touched on too much. Um, I want to say that like, right. people who have just started over the, over the last few years, maybe even more so over the last like one year or so uh, people have been a little bit more open to talking about things like mental health or like even just talking about their own issues. Right? Um, right. So for me, for me, it's been, it's like a, it's an outlet. It is a way for me to be able to share what's on my mind and be able to get what's all my chest like get some stuff off my chest without um it being in a destruct in a destructive way you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. with land Mm -hmm. of the free i could have i can i could have gone out there and you know protested and rioted right or you know gone out there and done negative things like been out there like i protested and did all that but like i could have done it in a negative way. I could have been out there, like, looting, whatever, you know what I'm saying, beating people up, just because I think they did us wrong, whatever, right? But instead, I decided to express um, my feelings, and what it is that I'm seeing in the form of, you know, my art, and that to me is what kind of helps me like, like, I could breathe like, all right, well, here, here's what I honestly feel like, now you take it, and, Take it, receive it how you how you may, how you wish. My God, like so so for me, it's just really been been a form of therapy because I guess it's a lot harder to to talk to somebody about some things than it is to talk into a microphone. Like the mic, don't talk back; it just listens.
1: I feel you. What do you feel has been the biggest barrier for you um, that you had to overcome? as an independent artist?
0: Mm.
2: Maybe, I would say maybe certain, maybe finances, right? Um, In the sense of like, you have your priorities and things of that nature and the things that you can fund, um, and certain things that you that you that you can't like right. uh, clearly somebody who's independent isn't going to have the financial backing of somebody in a major right um so that means whether it be for uh production studio time uh mark you know whatever marketing strategies just to even get your your stuff played on you know other on other platforms, a lot of times there is some sort of uh, fee associated with that, right? Um, so I think that's, you know, probably one of the tougher things, even like for things like photo shoots and videos, you need capital capital for things like that. So unfortunately, uh, an artist who doesn't have that type of financial backing or if they don't have um, certain connections, you know, like a friend who's a photographer or something like that right, Um, then they'll be seeing some of these, they might have some of these setbacks or have uh, a couple more hurdles to jump over than an artist who is already like, ah, you have the whole layout. You have everything right here. All you got to do is just paint.
1: Gotcha. And I think that is, that, when I do ask that question, that's a barrier for most independent artists. Um, Unless they have saved, 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 saved before they started, you know, that career Mm -hmm. Um, or unless they're working multiple jobs or unless they have the many, 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 many sponsorships, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that seems to be the biggest roadblock. And and I won't even say roadblock um, because there's way. You know there's ways to maneuver around it, but
2: exactly right right
1: when you're when you're trying so hard you know um, to get to each level um that seems to be the biggest barrier and even you know even with me, I've been doing this um I don't know this maybe the ninth year this is the fourth year for this show, but even still there there's it, there's so many um, barriers that we have, you know, and there's so many people that I choose not to work with. You know, people always tell you don't burn your bridges. You know what I'm saying? And I'm good for burning bridges. I'll set the fire myself um, because I'm very picky. Uh, you know, I don't want to work with everybody. I have that, I, you know, I right, have that right. um, I have that right to say who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah. But with that being said, I don't feel like I'm being blessed because I continue to bless other people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. I'm good. I found I found my niche. Like you mentioned earlier. I found my niche. I know where I'm good at. And so but I, I still face my barriers. I wanna bring in you, you have a caller on the line, I wanna bring them in because I do wanna jump into protocol. Um so I do wanna bring them in to see if they got some shout outs, they wanna show you some love or even if they got some questions for you. Um Let's see, area code 305, who do we have on the line with, Nakia and Nels, the artist?
3: What's good, Nels? Let's just guess the kid. I had to call in and say, what's up? <laughs> yeah, no, He's just going to be like, good. what's good, Nels?
1: He needs even say, what's good, Nakia? Dang, Rue, how you doing?
3: <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to balance this sound <laughs> out on my phone. It's messed up. I'm sorry. Okay, well, there we go. How there you we doing? Go. What's up, Nakia? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? You
1: calling at the perfect time. See, we was about to play Protocol.
3: So while I got yeah, you I'm, here, you know,
1: I know this isn't your interview, but while I got you here, you know, since we was just about to talk about Protocol, I can get feedback from, you know, two artists on the track. Um, what was the creative process like uh, for the creation of Protocol?
3: Oh, man. Um, this was back when we were still in Miami. Um and I forgot what happened, but it was one of, them, one of them things where if you listen to the song, you know, it was just a, a succession of people popping up over the house at the wrong time and just not checking in before they popped in. Yeah. And then they expect yeah. you to entertain them when they're at your door and you feel bad because, you know, you know, you know, some people can send people away and some people are nicer, depending on who it is. And so it was just kind of like after a week of the, the same thing happening, you know, it kind of came to me. I was listening to a beat and uh, me and him linked up and i asked him what he thought about turning the concept into a song and as soon as i explained it to him he his face lit up so and then uh we worked on it you know in miami and never got a chance to get around to recording it and then when we finally moved out here cuz i'm originally from california uh when we moved out here uh together both of our families uh we linked up with somebody else that was helping us get some recording done and uh went ahead and put the track together and then we asked him if he would hop on the third verse just to kind of tie the whole concept together, you know, two people sitting in the house, you know, two different perspectives of people knocking on the door, and then we were like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get the perspective of one of the people that, you know, knocked on the door expecting us to be ready to entertain, so, and it kind of just came together.
1: All right, so, Nels, what is your take on Protocol? I know when Sean and I played it on the birthday show, I was like, shit, this is like my life right here because... I don't tell nobody where I stand, so you damn sure better not just pop up. And if you do pop up, don't <laughs> well, the I mean, what? Like, who does that? Like, no. Like, you don't just do that. Yeah, you, no. Who does this? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's like my, my it? thing song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, so right, just right.
2: Now, You can't just um, yeah, no no no. I mean he pretty much hit it on the head. Like you said, it's something we started working on in in Miami, right? And then once we were here and actually got our bands and met a couple of people, we we uh met Getty, right? And then he was just gonna assist with, you know, recording us, right? Um you know, so we're hanging out, we're hanging out or whatever and uh we record the track and it's like, damn dog, this is hot I'm like and he had played some stuff of his before um, and we're just like, man, this needs a third verse. And he's like, oh, dude, like I'd love, you know, I'd love to get on if you guys will have me. And you know, we thought about it. we like, all right, cool. Well, let's see, let's see what you got. You know, throw your verse on there and let's hear it. And then we can move on from there. And then pretty much that's that's how protocol came about. Like, like it was something me and me and Sketch already had in the bag already. And then, you know, Getty was doing us a solid, recording us, and um, yeah. And then he hopped on it, and that was that.
1: All right, so go ahead and listen, I'm sorry, introduce it to the listening audience. Now, they've heard it before, but, you know, there may be somebody who, I don't know, maybe they just jumped on tonight and been under a rock and don't know what we're talking about, but go ahead and introduce your track to the listening audience.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Indy Fire Radio. Right now, you're about to hear Protocol by your boy, Nels the Artist, Gets the Kid and Getty. Here we go.
0: Protocol, gotta check the protocol. Don't just show up in my house with a poster call. Check the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Check
2: the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Heck, how you show up in my crib? You ain't even send a text or a ring. Don't just show up unannounced. It's a thing, it's as simple as that, Bada boom, bada bing. Oh well. Since you're here and ain't hit up my cell, you should buy a couple bottles and turn up with Nelly Nell. I'ma tell all my homeboys and homegirls to get this party pumped up like gas at the shell. Hell, I think a little lick will do as well. Cause my girl's coming through when her booty's looking swell. And some ladies coming through my niggas coming through. Nobody gonna call the cops cause the neighbors coming through. Ooh i Outfit of Tillin', the I'm looking for so food cool when I'm chilling. The alcohol is in the kitchen. I'm taking shots and I'm filling them. Now my body is tingling up in my zone, homie. You ain't getting in if you ain't had my phone. So. Check the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Check the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Check the protocol, gotta
0: check the protocol, protocol. got
3: And trees, well, We gon' turn up and burn up. Now that's the facts. But hit the kid it before you slide to my pads. Couldn't be need and beating, working asleep, and sleeping. It would've been your loss if I was gone for the weekend. I'm a busy man, can I get a witness? But that don't mean I don't wanna kick it. It just means that I gotta make time. So before you pop up, please hit. I'm a simple man destined for some big shit, but that don't mean I'm down to burn bridges. It just means that I gotta make time Before be fool's life. So please hit the kids line. Check the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Check the
0: protocol, gotta check the protocol. Check the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Don't come show up at my house.
2: Me here at your shindig, it wouldn't be successful. Presence of a king, little mama, bless you. Hold the 38, I'm calling a special. I got a problem when it's time to get yeah. at you. Protocol of the homies, they hit a call they gon' smash you. Drinking all the liquor, I was having me some. I was smoking all the weed and I was filling my lungs. I was eating all the food and I was filling my stomach. Everybody looking at me like this nigga ain't brought nothing. <laughs> so disrespectful. Pissing in the pool while I was wearing a fat suit. <laughs> but you, my nigga, I don't mean upset You never call when I come over, that's the way that I met you. Protocol, check the protocol, gotta check the protocol. Check the phone
1: What's good? It's your girl Jana Blackwell, Sea Town Records, Mistress of Soul, and you're on the air with the hottest independent station, Indie Fire, with your host Nakia, giving you that heat right here on the station, bringing you all of the hottest hip hop hits, Indie Fire. Oh, guys, he was so disrespectful, pissing in the pool. Oh my God, yes, yeah, so disrespectful, y'all. That was protocol. Nails the artist. Get and Getty. <laughs> disrespectful. Mad disrespectful. He can never roll up at my house. Never. Never, never. <laughs> now, no, I got one more question for movie. you. <laughs> one more question for you. Do you think you could get any better as a musician? And if so, um, how would you achieve that?
2: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, nobody's perfect, so we can all get better in whatever it is we do, right? Um, okay. One. uh, But me personally, I would just by just continuing to work on the craft, you you get better by putting in the man hours. Right. So for me, it's just by writing more, uh, recording more, performing more, um, just, you know, trying to work on the the craft of the art more, um, you know, working on visuals and uh, things of that nature that are more abstract or out of the ordinary that are just not your typical normal thing that you see in every visual that you, that you consume. Um, That's how I feel. I could get better, but yeah, definitely, definitely. I definitely think I could get better and, you know, just keep on pushing and growing. That's really the goal. Make ourselves better.
1: Collectively, because I still have you both on, there may be an artist, a young artist who's on and they're listening now and they say, you know what? I just heard protocol And I love the track. They heard it for the first time. Now, I remember when I heard it for the first time, I was up dancing around because when the beat first dropped, I thought of um, the Baby Mama Dance. I don't know if if anybody's ever told you, comes on the Baby Mama Dance, right? And so these new artists, are saying to themselves, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, I, I heard that too. You know what I'm saying? But I listened to their track. I've heard, you know, what he said tonight. Um, I, I actually like Land of the Free. I was motivated by what he had to say. I was inspired, you know, by um, what he had to say. Uh, read his bio. You know, I, I actually even did a, a East Coast, West Coast move. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we got a lot in common. And um, I feel like I actually have what it takes to be, you know, maybe the next kind of sort of Nels the artist or oh, gets the kid, you know. But I'm I'm stuck mm-hmm. right now. I don't even know the next move that I need to take. What piece of advice could the both of you offer to this aspiring new artist?
2: Yeah. You want to go ahead and take this one, and I go next.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, for me, uh, what helped me out when I was early on trying to get everything going is just don't stop creating, because. Um, it's easy to try to follow a sound that's working and try to duplicate that. But once that kind of, you know, especially with the way things are picked up and put down nowadays um, and things are super trendy, you know, something might be popping today, and then all of a sudden people don't want to hear it no more. People's attention span with the two-minute songs is a whole lot shorter nowadays. So it's just, you just want to keep creating. You want to mm-hmm. build a catalog, you know, in a sense, kind of like uh, one of the people that Nell's always rebraced uh, uh, to talking about is uh, Russ. You know, and, and the fact that whenever mm. he first started out, he just kept putting song after song after song after song. Ah. And you might not want to yeah. do it like that. You might not have the resources to do it like that. But you just want to keep creating so that you can find your sound and find that comfortability that you're looking for. Because like how he was talking about the, the stage performances earlier, um, you can tell when somebody's put something together that's not really them. It might sound good, mm-hmm. but they can't rock it on a stage because it's not really recorded. So you want to you be familiar with the music, you want to be comfortable with your sound want to be in the studio, you know, it's easy to think you can record a song once you get in front of that mic and different engineers and different studio setups. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. So they just want to get in and create and create and create and don't stop. And, you know, that's, that's the first thing I would tell anybody.
2: Yeah. And then for for me, honestly, I would just – oh, I'm sorry – I would say, I would say, just don't, don't stop learning. So sketch says don't stop creating. Right. Um, the, the, the key, the way I look at it is like, you got to be like a shark, a shark, a shark stops moving. It dies. You know what I'm saying? So you got to keep on swimming. You're going to keep on trucking. You got to keep on learning. You got to keep on recording, keep on writing, and just keep on trying to get better. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the goal, the goal is to get better consistently. Even if you think you're the best, you think Cole's not over here thinking, he's like, oh man, I just, killed that track with nipsey the other day but i think i could do better like i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm, i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's his mindset so really that's that's what i'm saying is just always uh don't stop learning don't stop trying to get better because um that people people will see that and it will show it will show in your art it'll show in your music and it'll it'll even show just um with the relationships that you try to build like clearly if you work with some people and they notice that you are hungry and you do want to learn and you're trying your best to you know, maneuver, um, I think people might be a little bit more willing to um, lend a handout. Not so much to give you a handout, but just be able to at least point you in the right direction, you know? Awesome.
1: Awesome advice from both of these gentlemen. And guys, like I always tell you, you know, when these artists, these authors, these guests, when they drop these gems, do not just sit on them or sit on it. Soak it all in, not only making it applicable to your music careers, to your careers as authors, but, you know, apply it to your life in general. Um, This was awesome advice that they both dropped on you. Um, This is it, guys. End of the show. Amazing interview. Nell, thank you so much. Sketch, thank you so much for stopping by. Sketch, we got to get you on the show. Sure.
3: We got to get you on the show. We can can definitely Um, line that up. Yes.
1: Yes, we got to do that, uh, guys. Make sure that you're right back here tomorrow night, six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the Melodic Rock Trio, uh, Pressure, will be here all the way from Sweden, six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twelve thirty a.m. If you're in Sweden. All right, all right. I'll see you then, guys. Leaving you with our uh, Black History Month anthem. It seems like this is Black Lives Matter freestyle. Our girl brown skin, Quinn out of the Bronx. See you tomorrow. Have a good Mommy, it is true what you taught me. People fear what they don't understand. And they hate what they can't conquer.
0: really thought they got. Black lives matter, all glass shatters. But I'm built like a brick house and climbing a ladder of success. Putting all my haters to rest. I like to stay to myself so that I can stress less. See, I'm strong like the rock mentor. That's why I bubble the roof.